SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. I'd like to welcome our first A-team guest, uh, Medzi Masina, who's the director and founder of Masina Attorneys. Thank you very much for joining us, Medzi. Hi, Patricia. How are you? I'm excellent, thank you. Very happy to be having you here as an A-teamer. Um, so, Medzi, you know, we're looking at marriage. I don't know, are you married yourself? Yes, I am married. And when you got married, I'm sure you love was in the air. But since you're a legal eagle, you knew what steps to take before saying I do. Um, yes, luckily for me um, and my husband um, understood uh, as to what exactly antenatal contract were. So it was it was easy for me to bring the topic um, just before we get married. And yes, he understood. So, so it was easier for you because you had the knowledge, but you are aware that a lot of us go into it bushy-eyed, uh, bushy-tailed and wide-eyed and we think, mm, this is all for love and we don't think about death or divorce or separation and we just go in it. Well, this is where we, we need your expert advice around anti-nuptials and the agreements. There's, there's the customary law and I think I'd like us to depart there. Can one who's married, according to the customary law, be able to draw up a nuptial agreement? Um, yes. Um, just to start with the issue that, um, unfortunately, a lot of people think that when you enter into an anti-nuptial contract, it means that you don't uh, love your partner or you foresee a divorce. You know, and that is not always the case. You know, uh, for me, I think um, entering into an anti-nuptial contract um, actually shows that you care so much uh, for your spouse and that you are willing to protect them in the event of insolvencies or if things don't go don't go well. You know, it means that you treat them um, a proper planning. So in terms of um, uh, customary marriages, yes, um, the customary marriage, it's, it's very much possible that before you enter into any kind of marriage, uh, you you do an antinatal contract. An antinatal contract will exclude the community of property. So in South Africa, if you are married and you don't have an antinatal contract, the default system is that your marriage will be in community of property. Whether that is a customary marriage or it is a civil marriage, if you do not have an antinatal contract that you entered into before the marriage, that marriage will automatically be in community of property, customary or civil marriage. So, if you don't enter into a contract, that's going to be your portion. But there's also those who say, well, I was not aware that I had these options. I just went to the priest and the priest said, do you, do you? And you both said, I do. And there they are now asking themselves, can we change our marriage regimes? But before we talk about the changing, what are the pros and cons of going into an anti-nuptial agreement? Um, the antinatural contract, the benefit of having an antinatural contract is that, number one, um, you will definitely be protected against the creditors of, of, of your spouse. Uh, basically because the community of property is excluded is that um, both parties have their separate estate. So should your spouse, for example, be uh, declared insolvent, um, the creditors come after your spouse, and then your 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 assets are not um, your assets as the other spouse are protected against the creditors of your other spouse. So you also have a you, you've got you've got a financial freedom in that you can also enter into uh, some contracts alone without getting consent. Um, I mean consent 
from your from your spouse. Also, in terms of um, making a will, you've got a freedom of testation in that you can bequeath to your property to whoever that you want to because you've got that freedom. Um, whereas somebody that is married in community of purpose, they don't have those freedom. You know, they can't enter into some contract without their spouse. They always need consent to do those things. Um, obviously, I think the disadvantage part of it is that um, for me, I think um, sometimes if you if you 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 have nothing, for example, you know, you you came to 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 a marriage with nothing, uh, chances are you might walk away with nothing because you came with nothing. I don't know whether I'm, I'm making sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. You came with nothing. You walk out with nothing. But what if you you now want to add an accrual? How does that then work for those who came with nothing? Yes. The, 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 so if in the, the the two types of of, of 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 regimes in South Africa is that there's in and then there's out. If you opt for out of community of property, that there's two types. You can either choose uh, for for the accrual or choose that there's no accrual. If there's no accrual, it means that at no stage are you, are you, are you, are you sharing anything that belongs to your spouse. But if you've got an accrual, what it means is that um, at, at the dissolution of, of the marriage, either by death or by, by, by divorce, the accrual, the accrual being whatever that we accumulated together during the marriage will be, will be, will be shared. So they will look at, at, at the, the latter estate of the, of, of the other spouse will pay the, the smaller estate. So if my estate is smaller and then my spouse's estate is larger, the larger estate will pay. However, that accrual only came into effect only with regard to the properties that we accumulated together after the, mar- the marriage. So whatever that we came with um, at the marriage, that we accumulated before the marriage is not going to be calculated, it's not going to be taken into account. So we are only going to share whatever that we accumulated together. What I came with remains mine. Mm-hmm. I've got a question here from uh, our A-team, uh, Joseph, who's saying, is it true that cohabitation is now legal, more like uh, in community of property? Um, unfortunately, no. Um Cohabitation is not is not is, is not legal. Cohabitation it's it's not it's not marriage. There are no consequences to it. The people who want to get married they should get married. If you decide to cohabit, that's exactly that. You are cohabiting, and then they should no there are no legal consequences that you or legal benefits that you will get that are similar to a person that is married. So you can expect to get um the the same uh, benefit that a person who is married will get when you have cohabitated. So cohabitating is a choice. So if you are cohabitating, I mean, um, it basically means that that you do not have any uh, legal standing in terms of the law and that is not a marriage. So what is this uh, common law spouse then? Uh, common, common law spouse, uh, for me, I think common law, common, common, common law spouse, it, 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 it doesn't really, it doesn't really exist. There was a bill that was um, introduced, although it was never passed um, into law. Um, so cohabitation will might only help you in terms of maybe when you need to claim things like pension fund, because in terms of the pension fund, they might look uh, that, okay, you were dependent on him. They might regard you as his common wife. But in terms of the law, in terms of the divorce or on, on death, you do not have any benefits that the spouse has. Hmm. 
All right, so I hope you know that Maslal Sana does not bring you much. Um, A-team, as we are talking to Metze, who Masina, who's the director and founder of Masina Attorneys, please do call in if you've got a question as we talk about anti-nuptials and the agreements that are available for those there. 011-714-2006 is the number to dial or WhatsApp 614 SMSs go to 41391. Now, I, I, another thing. So you were talking about upon death of a partner. What happens when people are married in anti- with an antinatural agreement, with or without accrual? Um, what then happens when the partner passes away? What happens to oh, the okay. estate? Yeah. So what will happen to the estate will be determined as to um, whether the deceased left any, any will or not. So if there is a will, unfortunately, the assets of of them deceased will be distributed according to his wishes. So if, for example, he was um, married um, with, uh, without, um, I mean, with, with accrual, um, before 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 the, 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 the assets can be distributed in terms of the will, the accrual of the other spouse needs to be taken into account. But if it was no accrual, then the will will take effect as it is. So there is no consideration as to, to the spouse whatsoever. However, if you die without a will, uh, your spouse, in terms of the Intercessor Succession Act, becomes your first, um, your first heir to the estate together with your children. Okay. In or out. Yeah, whether accrual or no accrual. Mm. Let me go to one of our A-teamers' voice notes here. Hi, Sis Patricia. Sis Patricia, can you kindly check with your guest or ask from your guest to Uti? If there's uh, this one person whom I've paid Lobola for, uh, whom we have not yet uh, get married uh, in terms of uh, in terms of our civil law, uh, should we now opt to go to uh, our separate ways? Uh, how far that person can dig into my pension, and how far that person can dig into my assets as well? Uh, because yes, I'm in that particular situation whereby. Uh, yes, I did pay Lobola, I did do members and stuff, so I know customary, one can say we, we, we are married, uh, and also the guests can guide me on that, uh, however, we don't have any civil uh, marriage, so for instance, if you can go to home affairs, I'm single, uh, however, I have already paid the Lobola, and I've done all those traditionally required uh, steps. Can you check? Can you just check with your guest on that? Thanks. All right, uh, Meze, I'm sure you've heard the question. Um, yes. So uh, my advice is that if if you want to, I think that uh, Lobolo uh, these days is misinterpreted. So if you want to, just before you pay the Lobolo, my advice is that um, enter into the antinatal contract uh, because there has been um, many court cases whereby. People just paid Lobolo, and then when they um, and then they went to court, and then the court declared that there was a valid marriage. So before you even um, pay Lobolo, my advice is that uh, do an antenatal contract with your partner before the Lobolo. So should it happen that you and your partner you have already um, did the Lobolo, um, then it means that uh, and then you have already, you've already also celebrated as you have also talked about Umemun. Chances are you are already married and you are married in community of property. So. Um, 
now going now to the um to 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 the to the issue that now they want to go to home affairs and register a civil marriage. Remember that people who are married in customary marriage to one another, they are allowed to enter into a civil marriage. So you can still do an antenatal contract at at that stage if you guys are because now you are going to enter into a civil marriage with one another. But he's also asking. He's he's asking about what happens if, in this current situation that he's in, that they go their separate ways. Can his uh, partner um, dig into his uh, pension fund and his savings? Yes, yes, exactly. He, their, their partner can can do exactly that. Uh, the legal consequences thereof of a customary marriage that does not have an antenatal contract basically means that you are married in community of property. So as a result, you've got a joint estate, and then you share, and then you um equally liable for the joint of, I mean, you are equally liable for the debt of the joint estate and then you share equally the benefits of, of the estate. So, so, is, so basically, partner, what you're saying right now is that ilobolo is equivalent to a customary uh, marriage. Uh, what I'm saying is that ilobolo combined with um, celebration, uh, babies do their, uh, these traditions that babies do, these traditions that Zulus do, these uh, traditions that Kosas do. So as soon as you do Lobolo, uh, my advice is that before you even do the Lobolo, uh, taking into account many cases that we have just seen previously, where the court has declared that there was indeed a customary marriage by just virtue uh, of um, somebody paying Lobolo. So I will advise that, you know, to avoid... Uh, those situations before you ever before you even uh, negotiate the Lobolo part, please do an antenatal contract. Mm, I get because that Lobolo might just be the beginning of your marriage. So does does the High Court register the antenatal contract without having a marriage certificate? Does the High Court do register the antenatal uh, agreement without a marriage certificate, just based on uh, the, the Lobolo? Okay, remember that the 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 antenatal contract get registered at the deeds office. Okay. Right? So, uh, customary marriage, there is no requirement that says that um, the customary marriage needs to be registered. There are people who are in customary marriage that are not registered. It does not mean that those marriages are not valid. Right? So, what will happen is that usually it's, it's, it's nice up until this dispute or somebody died and then somebody claimed that, no, but I'm the spouse. And then what they'll do is that they will go to court and try to enforce home affairs to register that marriage after death. Hmm. No. So when there is Lobolo, when there is proof of Lobolo and, and there are witnesses from, from the bride side and the groom side to say that, no, this person we regarded as, as our Mahoti and everything, chances are that if that if they if they can prove that there was marriage and then there's no antinatal contract, then that marriage means it's in community of property. Hey guys, don't just go around getting lobola uh, without considering this matter. It seems a lot of people, I understand that a lot of people would definitely be getting themselves into hot water, especially when it, things have gone sour or um, there's a death of a partner after a lobola. Um, okay, now let's look at the, the, the oh, all right, I've got an A team up before I even uh, go into the issues <coughs> of your processes. KGM is on the line. Uh, good evening, uh Patricia, good, good evening, good evening, KGM. Uh, good evening to your guest and to my fellow listeners. Uh, my two cents worth of contribution to this, very, very um, relevant, I would say, judging by what is happening in in the Zulu Royal family as, as we speak. I, I think for the purposes of education, Patricia, we, we should not wait for moments like this to trigger educating each other. 
uh, with these things. It's it's clear that most of the time, South Africans, we are reactive um, rather than responsive. I think it's important to to accustom ourselves to what really affects us in as far as the Constitution is concerned. But having said that, isn't it painful to see how we've given away our culture, our practice, our traditional practices? I'm listening to your, your guest, and I can't help but to hear how she's pro-Western norms. And I'm not pointing a finger. I'm just... Um, responding to how she's responding to obviously the constitutional rule i think the conflict here is if if you look at how customary law works not dictated to by by the the western norms you realize that there's conflict whichever way you look at it that's why there's there's problems all the time now i think that notion patricia of we're not supposed to discuss things uh, if you remember, a lot of our things culturally we keep them uh, secret. Whether it, it has to do with uh, ugologa or it, it has to do with marriage, and we keep things secret. But with with today's way of life, I think it can only help if we come out in the public, educate one another, and most importantly, align these two, where we don't have conflict of the West saying left and then the Africans saying right because then families fight and and families fight to the worst uh, scenarios where even killings happen within the family structure Mm. all I'm calling for is uh, I think education if you can call a lot of uh, experts in in different spheres and let's let's be educated let's understand even if I don't like the Constitution the fact that it is the Constitution it, it applies to me Patricia Thanks for taking my call. Thank you very much, uh, KGM. It was more than two cents. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, let me now go to Kolani on the line. Hey, Timot Kolani, good evening. Hi, this is Patricia. How are you? Excellent. How are you? Okay, let me just talk. Okay, thanks. Sorry about that. No, I think Uputu KGM, he has just uh, hit uh, a nail on the head uh, when it comes to having such discussion on a regular basis. We did not need to have the Wanongo Masaga to have a discussion that is relevant or related to that particular situation. Uh, because what you put KGM is saying really does happen in our livelihood where you find Omakoti being cornered uh, sometimes uh, rightfully so, sometimes wrongfully so, but I'll say in most instances uh, wrongfully so. However, a situation in one of the companies that I used to work for, I used to have a PA, a PA whom uh, she got, uh, she met this guy whom did not tell this particular lady that she was married, that she was married back at home in the Bundus. Uh, he paid Lobola on this site. Everything went fine, members and everything. And the guy suddenly passed away. The lady, not knowing that there is another person whom the guy is married civilly so uh, back at home you know funeral arrangement everything arranged on the last minute the, the family came took the body and by that time the guy already had two kids with this particular ex, uh, former PA of mine and uh, the, the, the lady like did not have any legal records uh, except 
for the fact that uh, even the, uh, the the family even uh, disputed that the fact that, that these kids belonged to the guy. Sure. As much as the, 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 this whole scenario even went through the DNA up until the kids were proven to be his, uh, her, he, the, 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 his. and uh, the lady suffered so much to at least get some sort of a slice in that big pie, you know. Mm-hmm. So this particular part, like this ATM that sent a voice note in relation to asking about the customary part of this thing, because now you're having this guy who's married civilly so and is partially or married customary so to this particular lady so meaning he's in she's he's in a some sort of a hologram hologram an unauthorized yeah yeah an unauthorized one for that yeah, yeah so you know and you find our sisters being ill-treated sometimes even our brothers being ill-treated in these particular instances i think we put kgm is raising a, a, a reasonable point that we really need to have these uh, topics that are touching uh, on our livelihood or on our daily, uh, what you call, lively uh, life experiences, as opposed to having discussion about the AIDS, Mahashules, and them um, carrying our money. Yeah, yeah, you know, Polani, I'm, 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 I'm grateful that you're relating a story that is so tangible and so real. And I think it well, also calls for you. us, it calls for us as, as, as human beings, as Africans, as South Africans, to just change the way we behave. You cannot have Istanbul or Noma Umakwapen Umfile, Wenzingani, and expect that to go on forever because those who are left behind suffer. What I can say is, is I'm not saying to myself, even myself, I'm in my own situation mm. uh, where I have a child uh, outside my wedlock. The child is growing; is now seven, seven years. Uh, I can't even introduce him from my from my from my spouse because now and then, when I'm introducing, um, I'm trying to create that particular topic. I just see that uh, my Titanic here is going to just tell hey, it. Tolani, bite the bullet, Mkulu, get a mediator. You have to bite the Imagine oh, Mama Seko, that child will suffer. You know, I tried to even amend my will. And as your guest has rightfully said, that you, can, you cannot even amend a will if you are married in committee of property. I, can, I can't even amend my will to make sure that I cater for the child should uh, the unfortunate happen. You know, so it's, but it's just a stress for another case. So, no, yeah. no, no, I'm cool. I hope uh, Mete is going to be able to weigh in on this. Thank you very much. Mete, um, look, Kodane's story, his personal story and the story related are very sad. In in cases like this, I mean, what the children are left, you know, without any you know, help when the, the, the father or the mother passes away and they are not found to be the legitimate, and I'm using this in inverted commas, children of the deceased. Uh, so what happens is that if, if the deceased, if, if the deceased have, have a will, uh, the de- whether you are married in community of property or out of community of property, you can still um, do a will, have a valid will. Uh, however, if you are married in community of property, uh, what basically means if you do a will without your spouse, what it will mean is that that will it's only valid in respect of your 50% share um, um, is concerned. So let's say, for example, for a house. So if I were to um, take my house and then in my will um, bequeath it to my children, then it means that my children will only be entitled to the 50% because that other 50%, I can't touch it because it already belongs to my spouse. 
and then I give it away when I get married. So Ultolani can still have a will, and, and, but then however, on death, the, the, the children, um, even if the, the children are from the previous um, relationship or previous marriage, those children will, will then have to share the house with them, the current spouse. So they'll have maybe to sit down and um, discuss this the way forward, whether they can um, uh, live together or sell the property and yes, things like that. Let me go to uh, voice notes. This one, I think, is a follow-up from uh, the first voice note we got from an A-teamer. Yes, it's Mampem. I'm not intending to create a dialogue, but uh, your case is right. Uh, I just wanted a confirmation from her uh, that uh, many of us who have paid Lobola, uh, regardless of the fact that I'm in that separation uh, phase, but most of us that have paid Lobola, uh, we do not know that uh, we are already married in community of property in the absence of a, a prenup agreement. Uh, so I think some 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 male comrade would know uh, from today that if you have paid Lobola, uh, in a nutshell, should your matter go to court, you are married uh, in committee of property in terms of the dissolution of your assets and of your of your, of your pension or whatever extent that you might have. Hi, evening, Patricia, um, and your guest. I'd like to ask um, uh, this question. Uh, if um, I pay Lobola, let's say 80% of the Lobola money, and there was no traditional uh, celebration that has been done, and we haven't signed any document at the Home Affairs, it's only document that have been signed by both uh, parents, and then uh, we stay in together, uh, and then there's a baby involved, and then we get separated. Um, and then after the separation, then I continue and venturing into another, I mean, some other new businesses. And um, I just want to find out, will that person have a right to come and claim some of the assets that, uh, I mean, I have created on my own after she have left, I mean, the house? Uh, is she attached to any of the things that I, I uh, am currently owning? Because uh, we never celebrated anything. Uh, we never sign anything at home affairs. So I just like to find out what is that called. All right, Meta, please uh, come in on this one. Oh, okay, Patricia. Just to just to 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 to, to highlight, um, Lobola is not only um, the requi- it's, it's not it's not a requirement for for a customary marriage, but it's it's one of 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 of, of the things that are done uh, during our customs as part and and parcel of. Of our customs. However, there is no requirement that they should be uh, lobolo, and there is also no requirement that if there is lobolo, lobolo imelubuti ikleto. So there is also the same with umfazagakleto. And also, um, our court also look at things that they call these that there is a symbolic handover. Take for an example that um, you paid lobolo, although it's half lobolo, you stayed with her, and then there was no dispute uh, from from there was no dispute or objections from from our family members. So. Uh, in a way, it 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 it, they, they, it shows an intention that you guys intend them to be uh, to be uh, husband and wife. Uh, although it might be something that the court might have to decide um, on, but the court has previously decided uh, that where there is um, there is lobolo, although it was partly paid, and then there was um, there was cohabitation thereafter, followed by by the lobolo that the parties intended that they wanted to be husband and wife, and then as a result, that was declared a marriage. And mm. then, unfortunately, because there was no antenatal contract, then the marriage will automatically be in community of property. I get Lobola half quarter, 80%. <laughs> you are married. 
Okay, let me take a break. Let me take a break. We'll be back and conclude our conversation with Mete, who is the director and founder of Messina Attorneys. Please call in 011-714-2006 or SMS 41391. WhatsApps go to 0614-104-107. Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Yes, you are live on 104 to 107, SAFM leading the conversation. And let me go to Luandle, um, who wants to weigh in on the conversation that we are having with um, a director and founder of Messina Attorneys, Medze Messina. And we're talking about anti-nuptials and agreements. Luandle, good evening. Hi, good evening, Mantu. Um, I'm happy to talk to two ladies. Uh, and I'm a father of two girls. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a brother of four girls. So uh, these issues of marriage, my master's are married. And uh, our, we, we need to be able to be to step behind when, when our, our cultures are not necessarily fair to women especially. And the guy, who, the reason why I called is the guy for Lani who are telling us that he's a father and he's got issues. Uh, for me, I, I'm just saying to, to tell him he's an honorable man. He knows that he's a faulty guy and he's got issues and he, he wants to sort them out. But he, he cannot do that like within his uh, environment currently. But I think he's an honorable man. We are all faulty. I I just wanted to say that. I want to say that to Tolan, Fix your issues. You are not a man. You know you are not perfect. That's what I wanted to say. Excellent, Luandle. Thank you for encouraging Kolane there. And I think I concur with you. Kolane, please, my brother, try and fix it. I think it's better to, to, to have it out in the open instead of having it each at you all the time. Dorothy's on the line. Dorothy, my good evening. Hello. Hi, Dorothy. Hello, Patricia. Your shows are wonderful. I enjoy them every night. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Dorothy. Yes, I'd just like to mention a few years ago uh, concerning pensions. Uh, one or two, especially your first call, asked about pensions, whether somebody could claim his pension. And I remember a few years ago, uh, the laws changed uh, about pensions, that divorced women could claim pensions uh, in a certain way, I can't remember. It didn't affect me, but I just remember that. And the trustees of a pension scheme can decide about dependence. For instance, even if parents were dependent on that man or that woman, and especially if they were uh, children or other dependent children. So maybe your lawyer could explain that because your first caller was very interested in that do you remember that? Mm, mm, definitely. Yes. Thank you, Dorothy. Thank you All very right. much. Thank you. And thank you for your show, Patricia. Always wonderful. Excellent. Thank you very much, Dorothy, for tuning in. Uh, Metze, you know, Dorothy brings up something that, yes, one of the A-teamers has been bringing up, and I think quite a lot of people are worried about their pensions. So what does the law currently say around um, um, pensions being attached uh, when a state is being dissolved or uh, people have already been divorced? Uh, okay, so when 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 um, people um, 
when when the marriage dissolves because of um, divorce, for example, uh, the court will make an order as to what needs to happen to your pension. So if you are married in community of property, the court is more likely to order that there should be a division of joint estate. And if there is a division of joint estate, then it means that you need uh, the pension, uh, the, the, the pension fund will pay your spouse uh, the share that was determined in the in the court order. Most of the time, if you are married in community of property, it will be that your spouse will get half of your pension. Uh, but in terms of um, if you are married out of community of property because it's got a separate estate, then it means that your pension might be protected unless if it's accrual, which then uh, it will have to be calculated as to at the time when you get married, how much exactly did you have and then how much do you have now? And then uh, that can be taken into account. Uh, on, on death, however, things are different. On, on, on death, then the powers are given to, to the trustees. Uh, so you, 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 the trustees will then um, investigate and, fi- and uh, to, to, to see as to who are your, your dependents. So your dependents will enjoy a preference. So let's say, for example, even if you have nominated your Makwapeni, for example, uh, and then you've decided that, no, I'm not going to um, uh, nominate my wife and my children, the trustees will, will step in and then will we'll make sure that the interests of the children are taken care of. And then they will make sure that even if you have disinherited them in terms of the pension, they will get something out of your, your pension. So the pension fund in, in relation to death, uh, it's, it's truly in the hands of, of the trustees. Well, um, that's the time we have, but I think if you are available next week sometime, we need to expand on many of these issues that are very critical to our our culture, but also civil law, because somewhere, somehow, uh, there is where they merge, but they also clash. So please do give us contact details, Mete, for your your firm, Messina Attorneys, should people want to be in touch with you. Oh, okay. Thank you, Patricia. So, um, my contact details are the, uh, uh, it's, uh, 011-331-0123. And we are situated in Marble Towers in Johannesburg, the same building with the DITS office. We are at the state floor, Johannesburg. Okay. Excellent. Thank you very much. Looking forward to more discussions with you, Matthew. Thank you so much, Patricia.